Love Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, good listeners. You're listening to Being Christ in the City with Ray Jewell. Ray Jewell's host, uh, guest host tonight uh, is uh, Annette Jewell. And we are live at 321 East Milwaukee Street at the My Office JVL building in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin. And after a few short necessaries, we are going to be right back. The following program is a production of Janesville Community Radio, Inc., you are tuned in to the worldwide headquarters of the most unlikely and extraordinary programs ever broadcast from Janesville, Wisconsin. Due to contractual terms and to impart immunity to our corporate partners, volunteers, and friends from any notions of liability, responsibility, or culpability, please note sentiments and opinions expressed may not necessarily be those of Janesville Community Radio, Inc., program hosts, underwriters, or their collaborators. Ladies and gentlemen, good listeners, you're listening to Janesville Community Radio on Thursday night, the 19th of March, 2015, and this is Being Christ in the City with Ray Jewell. Uh, tonight's uh, uh, host is Annette Jewell, and uh, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Annette. Annette? Thanks, Bob. Really appreciate you being here and all the things you do so makes it possible for us to do the things we do. Thank you again for being here. And we have a mystery guest tonight, somebody who hasn't been here for a while, and his initials are Ray Jewell. Yeah, well. So we welcome you back, Ray. Oh, thanks, dear. I'm glad to be back. It's been a 
long time for me to be away, but uh, as you know, I've been pretty busy with um, teaching a class for Judson University, and that's sort of, I guess, the direction we're going to take uh, with our program tonight. Yes, it is. It's something that a lot of people are doing now. Um, I was at a uh, local establishment the other day, and the gal, young uh, adult who was checking me out or going about to check me out said she's doing um has gone back to school and doing um I guess evening classes or something. So this is what you've been doing in the last oh month and a half or so, uh is teaching adults in Rockford for Judson University in a in a what do you call it? It's kinda of like the way they do it is they do one class at a time for right, nine. The technical term for it would be an accelerated adult degree program. Okay, so they move in a group called a cohort. Cohort, and so they do one class at a time, six weeks, and then tonight, what? They're starting another one. They finished well, last week. Well, last, last night. night. <laughs> Sorry, the night off. Anyway. Um, so they've started this week again, a new class. Right. Yeah. Um, let's uh, first of all, I just wanted to mention the. Uh, I mean, it depends on what you want to go into, but you can find uh, schools, colleges all over the place, universities that do either strictly online or accelerated programs like this with different majors, different degree options. The ones that Judson offers in their adult degree completion program are applied psychology, business administration, communications management, criminal justice management, human resources management, human services, management and leadership, and management and leadership with health care concentration. So they have eight different degrees that you could uh, choose from. And uh, depending on how much education you've had before, if you started college and didn't have the chance to finish, or if you've not started at all, will determine how long you have to be in the program at Judson in order to uh, come out with your four-year degree. It's, uh, you know, but it's accelerated, so that's uh, that's all an interesting thing. And uh, the accelerated part can be um, sort of crazy sometimes because you do zip through a class. Uh, you meet uh, one night a week for four hours. Goes from six to ten at night. Do they bring their coffee? They bring their coffee. Uh, depends on and anything else that they might need to stay awake. Uh, depends on um, the cohort. Some cohorts will do bring a meal, or someone in the court will bring a meal, like they'd buy pizza or chicken or something. How many are the classes generally, average? The average class size, there'd be no more than 15, uh, typically is what they shoot for. Uh, You lose some of that small group dynamic if you get more than that. Because there's the the expectation and the hope of, uh, like when I'm involved in teaching, I'm wanting the, the students to become involved uh, and asking questions, interacting, sharing their from their life experience, and that's one of the neat things about the way it's set up because we've got adults who all have varying uh, degrees of uh, experience in in life 
and in the workplace and and whatnot. But um, so it's good to have that kind of a format where uh, we try to, from the get-go, have involvement and stuff. And and some of the coursework is set up that uh, you do group projects within the uh, evening and then share your uh, findings and whatnot about uh, what you're learning about. Interesting. Um, yes, and so would you say that the average, what's about the average demographic age or whatever of the learners? Do you have any that are, you know, our age or are they all mostly like 30-ish? Or? No, no. I um, This last cohort I had, there was a guy that is my age, you know, 59. We've had at least you know, uh, usually we have some that are there, uh, some that are in their 40s and 50s probably. I believe the starting age has to be 25. Um, you know, and uh, I think that there are some in my uh, the class I just finished that started from ground zero with their education. They have a uh, a fine arts, it's almost like uh, getting a two-year degree before they jump into the actual program. And uh, that... Accelerated, you know, also accelerated? Yeah, it's oh. also also okay. set up that so way. get them after that. Then. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, or else they come in and start with the, with a cohort uh, wherever they plug in at in that. But the, the way Judson has it set up, there are four core classes for every cohort, I don't know the names of the other three, but mine's the fourth one that I teach. I teach, um, it's called Faith and Life Issues. It's basically trying to integrate Christian faith into all aspects of our lives and dealing with, uh, especially now they've revamped the program since uh, a few years ago, where it's a lot more emphasis on taking your belief system into the workplace. So what's, what's interesting about that is uh, sometimes up to as many as 50% of the students are not Christians. You know, they're coming because they've, they've had a, a good, um, you know, testimony from somebody someplace saying that they get a good, you can get a good education from Judson University. Uh, but there's also that... Uh, the possibility that your company might pay for you know some of the class or all the class, whatever, and so we we have people who come into the cohort that are are not coming at it from a Christian worldview. So that makes it an interesting time. It allows me as the instructor to share my faith with with people, but I encourage. Christians in the cohort because they're going to be with them longer because when you start a cohort and if you stay with the program you're going to develop uh, a real strong bond with 10 to 15 other people who can only you know will be there for you to encourage you cheer you on help you get through the tough times during the cohort also can become professional uh, networking people for you uh, point, yeah. that we can, you know, connect somehow. And like for me personally, I've had the, I've uh, been asked two or three times to 
do a reference for one of my students. And one in particular, she asked me to give her a reference, and she was uh, one of 700 candidates for a job, and she got the job. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, the uh, just the... The opportunity to help someone in that way is gratifying for me to to do that. But um, yeah, it's um, you know this whole cohort thing. It's it, we bring in people who from all different kinds of jobs. The, the this last cohort was in the management leadership uh, group, and I had a pastor, and I had. Um, uh, someone that worked uh, in the financial field had uh, one person that was a legal uh, secretary and one that was uh, a bailiff involved in leadership in, in, in the courtroom as the head bailiff. Interesting. And, you know, so we've got all, you know, we even had one that – Currently wasn't working. She had made the decision to stay home with her kids, uh, not work. But mm-hmm. she was wanting to get the uh, education done while she's able to do that. And that's okay. that's why you know this is set up in such a way that you, you yes, there's there's a lot of commitment to it, to taking on this kind of of uh, program, but it's done in such a way you do. You know, four hours a week in class and probably 15 hours a week or so. Um, well, no, not 15 hours a week. What am I saying? I think it's. I think it says in the literature that it's 15 hours that you can expect to put in over the course of the six-week period outside of the classroom. Um, but uh, and, and the nice one of the nice things about this, you know, when you pick your program. You've got your classes all set for you. You don't have to, well, do, do I have to take this class or can I, should I take this one or this one or this one? It's all the program set out for you, and you, you're guaranteed a spot because you're part of the cohort. Oh, okay. You don't you know, have to. You're not going to get, you're not going to get, well, you know, we're too full. Right, yeah. Uh, we, we make allowances for people too to come in if they need to pick up a class that they ended up uh-huh. not being able to take that uh-huh. I've had that happen before where I've had students come in when they just needed my class uh, to deal with that but um um what, what do we you've taught online too Right. And there, that's there's a some, there's some there's some online stuff. But yeah, there part are, of this is online, yeah. Yeah. The uh and a good part of what we do with the face to face is done online as well. There's it's uh, the program that they use now is called E Learn. I forget the name of the company that we do it with, but um uh they um it's similar to Blackboard. I think some people would be more familiar with the Blackboard online Way that and that's what Judson used to use, but um, you know we're using this other company now because then not only do they provide the online uh, stuff that we need, they also do recruiting for Judson, which is helpful. Really? So, um, but uh, all all the assignments are to be submitted online. Uh, you know, we save a lot of trees that way. <laughs> Because uh, all, all, all the yeah. all the assignments are online, and it's set up to where, like, 
there's also a program that checks for um, uh, whether you're citing your sources or not. So it's a plagiarism checker. But it's Uh also, I can, if it has to go through that, I can just check, make my comments right there, grade it. And it all just enters it into my gradebook. Because see, all the gradebook stuff is online for me too, as as the instructor of the course, as the, well the professor. And um, uh, so it's helpful, you know. Once you get over your initial angst about the computer, because you know some people may not have had even to this day, but once you get a hang of it, it, it is much quicker. It's much more helpful. One of the key elements of this, though, is you got to stay on top of things. Whether it's you're doing an online course or you're doing the face-to-face course, you know the face-to-face course is six weeks long. If you get behind, you're really behind. You're really behind, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's accelerated. It's acceler- accelerated in every way. Yes, <laughs> in every way. In every way. Yeah. You don't want that. Well, because, you know, I mean, it costs money. Why would you want to pay the money up front to take a class and then not do the work? That does, right, it's a waste. Makes, well, it's a waste because you're not going to pass the class. Right, because just being there gives you uh You, get, you right? get a few yeah. points for yeah. being there every night. It's like the way our, my class is set up. They get three points just for being there and being involved in the class. So that's 18 points, but you get 100 points total. So you're not going to pass if you're just showing up. you got to do the work. Uh, there's different, and different classes are set up differently. But um, I think that you know, people need to realize that if you're making this commitment, because it's, it's a time commitment, it's a financial commitment, it's a... Uh, uh, an emotional commitment. Uh, you need to be able to juggle your career and your family and you know, other things that you do. You may have to give up something that you really enjoy doing in order to finish this, but then to have that goal in mind of uh, just preparing yourself. Uh, you know, I know several students are there hoping to improve their their place in life. Uh, well, that's not the right way of saying it, but they want to, you know, advance in their company or find a job that pays better or, or whatever. Sure. And uh, you know, that's that's one good part of it. I think is oh, that yeah. that can help for the for the person who has to be working. It's not like they have to drop everything and go move to <clears throat> university town or something. Yeah. Right, and uh, it's. Um, you know, it makes for a long day whenever your cohort meets, right. and uh, you know. But you've got that year and a half to your goal in mind. The yeah. end is in sight from the beginning. It's not like four years down the road right. or m- more. And that's important that that people understand that it's only for a short relatively short period of time that you're going to be putting yourself out like that. But I I find it exhilarating to uh, teach adults as opposed to teaching uh, young people right out of high school. Um, I, I've 
I'm a substitute teacher, as you know, and maybe our, I think I've probably mentioned this before in the program, but um, you know, it's a completely different ball game when you're teaching adults. And I think you know, part of it is they've got the experience. Um, they have um, more of a desire. They're they're much more motivated to be there to be actively involved in the class because, you know, they're looking for something. They know what they're looking for where even, you know, I mean, kids coming out of high school, most of them don't have a clue. They certainly don't know a whole lot about life and they don't know often what they want to do uh, with a degree, what degree they want to pursue or they get into it and they decide they're going to change and, not that adults don't change their degrees, they do, but probably not nearly as as often. Yeah, well, that's good though, that because they do have more of a an idea of what they want to do and where they want to go with things, and and they kind of know the value of of the education maybe a little more than when they're younger. So that's a good thing, and I'm glad that things have taken a a route like this where more people have access to getting these degrees without having to uproot their families and everything. Yeah, you know, I was just looking at the literature here again, and and it is, they say, about 15 hours a week on coursework. It depends on the class. You know, you certainly, you've got, you're going to have textbooks to read. Um, I can't speak for any of the other classes, but my class, the way it's set up, there's discussion board questions that, uh, again, you go online and you answer these questions and you interact. That's why it's called discussion board. It's not just answering the questions, but interacting with other students and their responses to the same questions. And uh, that takes, you know, shouldn't take that long, really. Uh, the other thing, you know, with the reading then comes a weekly reflection paper. That's due. That's supposed to be one or two pages long. And then part of that is asking questions you might have about the literature, about what you read. Um, then the, uh, of course, attendance in class. Then the, the major projects in my course, there's a 25, uh, it's worth 25 points, so it's worth a fourth of the grade. It's a four to five page paper basically telling me as as the professor about your worldview journey like you know where did you start how how did you develop and where what makes you do what you do you know what what drives you and uh usually there's some reference to growing up years with uh mom and dad or mom or whatever the situation is and and then just some of the other people in their lives as they as they've grown and maybe some experiences that they've had um and then the other thing cuz now it's set up we spend 3 weeks on just discussing what it what it means to have a worldview what you know what is a worldview and we talk about a christian worldview and we talk about uh, other things. And then the last three weeks are more pointedly directed towards work. How we take this Christian worldview and apply it in our lives at our uh, place of employment. And the last night 
is uh, oral presentation by each student. Uh, is basically explaining a little bit about where they're where they work, and um, how they have been able to have this worldview in their lives, their Christian worldview, play out at work, and if they've learned anything from the class that they think they can implement in that way. Very good. Interesting. That's great. And um, so it's very practical. It's not just high theology or something that's down-to-earth practical, which is good. It's good. It's a balance. Well, right. I mean, high theology is worthless. And any anything. I mean, if it's well, not depends. if it's not if it's not practical theology, well, it's pretty worthless. Jesus was that way, but yeah, it it has to be practical for sure. So okay, I think we're coming up on a little break here now, Bob. Um, if you're ready and willing and able, uh, we will turn it back over to you a little bit, and you can pay some bills. All right, Annette. Uh, you're listening to Janesville Community Radio. We're live at 321 East Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin at the My Office JBL building where our home studio is for Janesville Community Radio. And uh, at this point, well, it's almost uh, it's almost too late in the season to play this, but we are, uh, are kind of obligated to keep doing this, although there is some landscape uh, uh, references in this, in this uh, promo, so... I'm going to play this and see uh, see if it's still relevant. It's winter in Wisconsin, and Snow Removal of Janesville is here to handle all of your snow removal needs. Official snow remover of Janesville Community Radio and My Office JBL. Superior customer satisfaction is Lauren Harrion's top priority. Utilizing his plow truck and snow blower, Lauren will make sure that your driveway and sidewalk is fully taken care of. And when snow melts during the planting season, Lauren will use his John Deere tractor and pull behind Agrifab Tiller to break up virgin soil easily. Utilizing his Ryan aerator, Lauren can pull 3-4 to four inch plugs to promote oxygen and strong grass root growth. Employing his finishing mower allows Lauren to mow your lawn consistently. Allow Lauren and Snow Removal of Janesville to help in achieving all of your snow removal, lawn care, and planting needs. Now accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express. Find Lauren online at www.snowremovalofjanesville.com or call today for a free snow removal, lawn care, or tilling estimate, 608-921-5756. Are you looking for diversity in Janesville? You just found it. Tune in to Janesville Community Radio for new podcasts daily. Featuring a variety of local voices speaking on subjects. As diverse as arts, education, religion, politics. Self-improvement, business, community development. And we even have an all-Spanish language podcast. Go to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com to find links to all our programs. Are you a small business owner working out of your home? My Office JVL can provide office space to bring a more professional setting to your next meeting. Fully furnished offices are available by the hour, day, week, or month. Staffed reception area, copy and fax services, and conference room are also available. Conveniently located at 321 East Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville. 
check out www.myoffice-jvl.com. Looking for an opportunity to volunteer in our community? How about volunteering with Janesville Community Radio? Just go to our website. Click on the tab. Volunteer. There, fill out a brief form telling us what your interests and area of expertise are. And we'll be in contact with you shortly. Oh, and one more thing. We need money. To be at 103.5 FM in June of 2015, we need to raise money for a radio tower, transmitter, and studio equipment. Be part of bringing the community radio to Janesville by contributing $10.35 or any amount that you choose to 103.5 FM by going to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com slash donate. Thanks.
discussion tonight on James Community Radio being Christ in the City is adult education, specifically uh, talking a little bit about uh, right down south of us here, our good neighbors to the south in Rockford, Illinois, uh, Judson University, the Rockford campus. And with that, uh, live from uh, my office, JBL, in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin, 321 East Milwaukee Street, Janesville Community Radio, I will turn you back over to Annette Jewell. Thanks, Bob. Again, really appreciate you being here and letting us be able to uh, facilitate us to do the things that we're here to do tonight. And uh, we're glad that Ray is back. And, <laughs> and uh, we've we've somehow gotten along without you for a while, honey. But uh, we're glad you're back. And Well, you're just a natural host, dear. Oh, thanks. You want me to play some of the sports guys? Uh, you want me to play the applause from the sports show? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I can't find it, but anyway, <laughs> we could do that. We were just talking about that on the break, about the 100 sports uh, sound effects or something on the queue there. Interesting. Yeah, give give Ray a round of applause. He's been so busy working three jobs, and now he's back down to two for a while, so we have to th- uh, thank him for doing this tonight. So we are... Uh, interested to find out more about how to go back to college if any of um, any of us wanted to do that. Okay, well, um, I just wanted to make sure I made mention of this. I uh, I know that Judson uh, has some upcoming enrollment meetings um, in Rockford and at their main campus in Elgin, but I would assume anybody that might be in this area would be more interested in Rockford. There's one tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Uh, at the uh, the Rockford campus. Uh, Which is near Midway Village, am I right? It is near Midway Village, yeah. It's uh, just down uh, Guilford, and then you take a left on Featherstone just before you get to Mulford. And then it's the second driveway to the left, and uh, you just go around the building, and that's the main entrance to their their uh, facility there in Rockford. So tomorrow from 2 to 3, next Wednesday evening 
from 4 to 5 p.m. And then Tuesday, March 31st at 11 a.m. They try to do it at different times, so you might, if you're interested, be able to choose. They also do online meetings about uh, enrollment possibilities with a guy by the name of Eric Downs. And that's every Wednesday morning at 10 to 11 a.m. And you would just need to go to their website, www.judsonu.edu, and uh, you can uh, communicate through with him about your desire as well. And I just want to pull something else up here real quick. Well, that's good. It's kind of like a webinar, evidently, then. Yeah, probably that kind of thing, sure. A lot of people have been on webinars before, which is kind of a neat way to get information uh, to a lot of people at once in the comfort of their own home, which is nice. So um, anyway, are you looking up when these cohorts start every so often or how... They 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 start every so often. I don't have that kind of information. Oh, that's fine. I'm sure that's part of what they're going to learn when they go to these. Right. I'm looking for. I had it once, but I'm not finding it. Something else. Anyway. So, so let's talk. Uh, you know. I want to talk more about the the value of of doing this uh, specifically at, at Judson, but just period. I uh, I think that um, it helps me in my life to have this mentality of being a lifelong learner, and whether it's in a formal and instructional uh, format, like going back to college or going on for a master's or a doctorate of some kind, or it's you know in your workplace or whatever, having an attitude of learning and having the humility that that you know you're you you realize you can always learn something more. I think that that's an important uh, thing to take into this when you when you're trying to work on that. And in the degree programs at Judson, uh, they really try to um, develop classes for the particular field that you'd be studying in that are relevant to your field and or you know and some people have a struggle with my class because well that's not relevant to my field but it really is if if Christianity is to be lived out wherever we are well, it's and, relevant to everything yeah and that's uh, important to remember um then uh you know we want people to succeed and because we have the smaller uh group we as instructors are available uh you know I tell my class the first night you know contact me email or I give out my phone number uh, I'm there if if they want need to speak to me face to face. I'm usually there plenty of time before class begins if that's something that they need or if they want to stay afterwards and talk. I think that you know Judson really looks for instructors, uh, prof- adjunct professors who will be very open 
to sharing their lives with the students, not just information. Uh, and that's a, that's a key element of the success of the program. That's probably why you're so good, because you have those pastoral qualities, too. I guess. <laughs> I, I, don't, I wouldn't have said that about myself 35 years ago, but uh, it's come along quite well, a ways. And and you've gone back to school yourself a couple times. Yeah, actually, and I understand that that really helps me in my role with them because I understand what they're going through. Right. And I tend to be pretty gracious about things. You know, if someone tells me this, I did this, I had this to go to, or whatever. But if they don't communicate that to me, I don't know. Right. But if they say, you know, this or this or this, well. If, if they had to miss a class, for instance, I will come up with an assignment if they ask me or say something, even if they don't ask me. Hey, you missed this class. Here's an assignment you can make, you can do, and make up the three points you missed by not being in class. Well, that's and, nice of you, honey. Well, it's just the way it should be, I think. <laughs> I mean, the the thing is, I'm not trying to fail anybody i know you and you want people to do their best well yeah we you, want all of us who teach there want our students to succeed uh but we try to you know we give them we provide them with a comfortable technologically enhanced classroom um, a relaxed environment and instructors that care about you as an individual i mean we every class because of the Christian emphasis of the university, every co- every every subject, every class, every class session begins with prayer um, and asking for prayer requests. And then there's a short devotional time before you get into you know the uh, actual okay. information of the class. Good. I think it's important that uh, we we do keep that central part of why we're there right. in front of everybody. And it's it's been surprising for me at times because I've had st- students who either you know had walked away from Christian faith or weren't believers or were going through tough times or whatever. And just to be able to be there and for them to know that there are people that do care and that uh, it's important. It's important to everyone to know that somebody yeah. cares about them, and right. that's good. That, that it helps going through a hard thing like higher education. Right. I think uh, something else that you want to check out in any potential school you're looking at is accreditation. Not every college is accredited regionally, and uh you know i went through that myself i went to a small bible college that was not accredited it was accredited by a christian accrediting or association but not by the regional accreditation group and so if i wanted to do something other than uh be in the christian ministry of some kind like substitute teach in a public educational system i couldn't do it because it wasn't accredited. I ended up going back to school to get a second bachelor's at a school that was accredited. Also a Bible college, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that uh, allowed me to be licensed to even be a substitute teacher in the state of Wisconsin. And uh, you know, so that I think accreditation is important. Judson is accredited by North Central Association of Colleges and Schools, the Higher Learning Commission of the North Central Association of Colleges and Schools, um, and is also is ranked one of the best comprehensive colleges and universities by the U.S. News and World Report. Um, but that accreditation is important because it means we maintain a high standard of academic excellence. And our programs provide you with the knowledge and practical skills relevant to your professional career. And we come up for review every few years. There's a cycle. I don't know how often that is, every five years, maybe every 10 years, something like that. But they do keep tabs on uh, colleges. That's part of what they do because their reputation as an accrediting body is on the line, as is Jetson's reputation as a fine, you know, excellent uh, uh, educational institution is on the line, and we want to keep our reputation good. That's important, yes. And some schools, to be fair, are kind of in the process of doing that, um, getting yeah. their accreditation. Yeah. And, and some um, then, like this, where I went to school, it what did they didn't have it when I was there, but it got they got it later, and then I was grandfathered in. So then. I could substitute teaching. Yeah, you could substitute teaching. I couldn't. Yeah, so that's why uh, you went back and got that second bachelor's degree because you you can only substitute teach with a bachelor's that's accredited, no matter if you have a master's or even a doctorate. And you did go back to school after a 12-year hiatus uh, to work on, to finish your master's degree, and that was back in the time when things had changed from typewriters to computers and that was an adjustment for you yeah it was i mean i was about ready to quit because i was just so frustrated and then i finally somebody finally showed me a few things on the computer system for the school and i was able to to get that down after just some simple instruction and and was able to uh to make a go of things after that mm-hmm. and you know it was interesting because I ended up getting two masters, and it's probably the fact that I had two masters that helped me get my current position with Judson. Even though you only need one master, in order to teach at the bachelor level, that you need to have at least a master's degree of some kind. But then to teach at the at the master's level, you have to have a terminal degree. They call them terminal it degrees. Like an it, it does sound it's like sad. an illness. I mean, uh, but it, what it means is the last degree, supposedly, you know, whether it's a Ph.D. or yeah. a D-man or something like that. But, you know, as we were talking about reputation of the school, the accreditation, another thing that is really important and becoming more and more so uh, as we move on in, a, you know, as the world continues to to uh, go the, the path it's going is a focus on ethics in learning. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of talk lately about plagiarism and and that kind of thing, and that's one of the things as uh, a faith-based educational system that we have. Um, we look at ethical principles based on Christian beliefs that will serve to guide 
you as an individual as you encounter ethical dilemmas in work and in life. You know, and there there are those things happening all the time in the work world. Uh, you know, if you're in the finance and being ethical with people's Right. Uh, income yeah, and, sure. and if they're investing with you or being in if you're in criminal justice i mean you're dealing with people who usually aren't very ethical and uh mm-hmm. sometimes as a police officer you have to lie in order to catch criminals and i've had that come up in a class once that I, when I was teaching a criminal justice cohort and had a police officer in the class, and kind of like going undercover. Well, yeah, you know, you're you're not only are you telling a lie, you're living a lie for a purpose, the purpose of catching the crook or the the group of crooks or whatever. And uh, so, you know, there are times when it's it can become very difficult to balance the stuff that you need to balance and. In life, and and it's not easy to live in our day and age. Well, the medical field as well. Oh yeah, um, you've got big time. You've got a lot of different issues in the medical field that call for an ethical um, thought put into it, and it's uh, or even a, in ministry or. Sure. Pretty much in Every, education. I right. mean, everything. Every every life uh, living know, retail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so everything. Everything is uh, needs some uh, ethics brought to the table. So. Right. Well, very good. I, one one other thing I I was going to ask you here before we go to a break or wind it up or whatever um, is how can the uh, I guess you kind of touched on this already, but how would you suggest that people going into this um, kind of schedule their time and kind of uh, parse this out so they don't get behind? We said how bad it was to get behind, but what what are some tips you could give to somebody that uh, so they can have a good experience and a and a a worthwhile experience instead of one where they're always trying to catch up, catch up, and then maybe get pinched here and there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a good thing. Because, um, see, the way Judson does it, the the class that I ended for me just a week ago, yesterday, started their next class already last night. And the thing is, so that means you need to be willing to get online, find the class course description, find the syllabus, Find what textbooks you need to order because you can order them through the school, I think, but it's probably going to be cheaper if you do it online through, um, what's the big online one? Amazon. Amazon yeah. or some other group. And But get those in advance. Don't wait until the first night of the class to order your textbooks. Right. You know that's that's just going to put you behind the eight ball, so to speak. So they the have, yeah. So they have assignments to do before you even for come to the, the first night. Before the first yeah. night, okay. They have to be involved in the discussion board, and they have to have some reading done before they even show up for the oh, first. Okay. And a paper uh, for oh, my wow. class, a reflection uh-huh. paper uh-huh. of this stuff they read, and that's, um, you know. Uh, 
I had one student this last cohort said, "Well, our previous instru- we had a previous instructor that said you could have gave us until like midnight to finish the the reflection paper for that particular class, so they could interact with what was said in class too." And that I said, "You know, that's fine. I just, I can live with that. That's a good idea, in fact." But the thing is. You've got to stay on top of things. You've got to be willing to put the time in. You know, the, the, uh, the post, the, the discussion board posts need to be submitted 48 hours before class begins so everybody mm-hmm. can have can a chance to yep. interact. That's a good point. If it's, if it's later than that, it's counted as late, oh, and you okay. lose you lose points. I I give them if they get it in before class begins. I'll give them a half a point instead of a, the full point. But they could get a zero for not if they don't participate at all, especially. And you know, uh, you know, I mean, points are points, but points add up to your final grade. Right. And you know, it could be the difference between a B plus and an A minus. Uh, if you you know just have a point thing because when it comes to doing that I'm pretty much I stick by the the guidelines that they have I'm pretty lenient when it comes to actually grading but when I'm adding up the points I'm not going to fudge on that and say oh well maybe I could buck them up a bit yeah well that's nice of you because I know it's hard to teach and you have to be fair to everybody, the ones that have done the work and the ones that may have had a, an issue come up. Well, Bob, um, how about another break here now? We've had about a, enough time go by. Thank you, Ray and Bob. All right, Annette, uh, you're listening to Janesville Community Radio. This is Being Christ in the City uh, with, with Ray Jewell. And Ray, Ray, you've been gone a couple couple weeks, I think, right? Oh, you, at you've been teaching, right? Six. I was, yeah, I've been teaching, right? Okay, so uh, we did summons up the uh, the sound effects. So you're you're back after six weeks. Was it six? It doesn't seem that long. Thank you. Thank, 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 thank you very much. Thank the sports guys for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, uh, Janesville Community Radio, being Christ in the City with Ray Jewell, sitting in as host tonight for Ray is Annette Jewell, and the discussion tonight is uh, uh, quite a bit of information about adult education after 25 years old, focusing on Judson University in our good neighbor south of us here, just to how far is that down there, Ray? About 50 miles? No, 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 no. It's only like 30 miles. 30 miles. Yeah. So it's on the north side of Rockford? It's on the east side, pretty much straight east side. It's just um, before you get to State uh, State Street. Right. So uh, anyway, uh, we will be back in a few minutes. Um, Janesville Community Radio, you're, we're broadcasting live from 321 East. Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin. Thank you for listening. Are you looking for diversity in Janesville? You just found it. Tune in to Janesville Community Radio for new podcasts daily. Featuring a variety of local voices speaking on subjects. As diverse as arts, education, religion, politics. 
self-improvement, business, community development. And we even have an all-Spanish language podcast. Go to www.changehillcommunityradio.com to find links to all our programs. Looking for an opportunity to volunteer in our community? How about volunteering with Janesville Community Radio? Just go to our website. Click on the tab. Volunteer. There, fill out a brief form telling us what your interests and area of expertise are. And we'll be in contact with you shortly. Oh, and one more thing. We need money. To be at 103.5 FM in June of 2015, we need to raise money for a radio tower, transmitter, and studio equipment. Be part of bringing the community radio to Janesville by contributing $10.35 or any amount that you choose to 103.5 FM by going to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com slash donate. Thanks. Are you a small business owner working out of your home? My Office JVL can provide office space to bring a more professional setting to your next meeting. Fully furnished offices are available by the hour, day, week, or month. Staffed reception area, copy and fax services, and conference room are also available. Conveniently located at 321 East Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville. Check out www.myoffice-jvl.com.
right, we're back. It's Janesville Community Radio. Uh, the show tonight, Dean Christ in the studio with Ray Jewell. Ray's host tonight is Annette Jewell. And, uh, and Annette's guest is Ray Jewell. Isn't that, isn't that amazing how that's it's working? <laughs> and we're live at 321 East Milwaukee Street at the home studio of Janesville Community Radio at the My Office JVO building. And with that, I will turn it back over to Annette Jewell. Thanks, Bob. Thank you again very much for making us this possible tonight. And I am sitting in for Ray Jewell so he can sit on the other side of the desk tonight and be the guest. And uh, we're learning a little bit about how to go back to school as an adult learner, go back to college and get a degree uh, in an accelerated program, similar to or same as what he, where he teaches at Judson. So, Ray, what are some of the admissions requirements then for Judson, since that's what you're familiar with? Okay. Well, uh, they have, like I said, if you do not have any other college in your background, uh, just your high school uh, diploma or whatever, there are, here's the admission requirements for that. Applicants must be a high school graduate or have earned a high school equivalency certificate. Applicants must provide official transcripts from all institutions of higher education attended. Uh, review of transcripts for admission includes all non-remedial and non-developmental courses attempted. Applicants must have a minimum of one year full-time work experience after high school and have access to a work organizational environment. Applicants with fewer than three courses successfully completed at the college level must have earned a minimum high school grade point average of 2.0, which is typical uh, for any college, uh, a C average is usually required. Uh, applicants with zero to eight college semester hours must also submit an official copy of their high school transcript or GED with graduation date. And applicants with at least nine semester hours will have to submit official transcripts from all previously attended regionally accredited colleges and or universities. Then when you go into the major cohorts, uh, all of these admission criteria, applicants must have a minimum of 40 transferable semester hours from regionally accredited colleges and universities and or from CLEP College Level Examination Program, uh, DSST, that's a Dante Subject Standardized Test, or ACE, American Council on Education, or other standardized evaluations as documented by official transcripts. Uh, applicants must provide official transcripts from all institutions of higher education attended. Review of transcripts for admission includes all non-remedial and non-developmental courses attempted. Applicants must have earned a minimum GPA of 2.0 on previous college and university coursework. And student must have a minimum of two years of full-time work experience after high school and have access to a work organizational environment. Okay, so you know it's so it's definitely this particular program is primarily geared towards those who are working, who are in the workforce and whatnot. And um, you know, I uh, you know you've got a completed application for admission. You've got your application fee. You've got all the other stuff I just said, and 
upon acceptance by the school, you'll receive a notice of admission, and then you'll get a login and a password for the MyJudson Information System, and then there will be a final evaluation email that uh, you will need to participate with. Um, but anyway, so again, just contact the school at www.judsonu.edu. Judson is J-U-D-S-O-N. And um, you know, there's somebody there uh, during normal business hours, and often there probably would be someone hanging around until maybe 6 in the evening uh, to answer your questions because since it is a night school primarily that we operate, the people would still be there to answer questions. I know they have two, um, two admissions and recruitment people uh, at the Rockford campus and oh, three, at, three at Elgin. So. Oh, wow. Well, one of them... Uh, I had in my class a few years ago. It was pretty cool when yeah. I when it finally figured. She knew me right away, and I, I'm like, she's familiar. She's familiar, <laughs> and uh, it's a yeah, different so, place. It's a hard one. Yeah, people are in different yeah. places. Well, yeah. actually, same place, but just in a, a different, different role category. Yeah. Anyway, and Sorry. I I just want to finish up tonight. Uh, first of all, I think that if, if you're really serious, wanting to do something like this, you know. Contact somebody. Do some research on the internet. You know, the internet's good for a lot of things, and this is certainly one of them. You can research all kinds of classes and and find a, or schools and find one that's appropriate for you. You know, Judson also has uh, financial aid uh, things. I don't know anything about it, but I know they do it. So you might want to check into that as well. Uh, check and see if your employer would be willing to, or has a program to help pay for your furthering your education, that kind of thing. I want to go back to the class work uh, real quickly as we end up tonight. Um, having the ability to communicate is extremely important in the professional world. And I, by communicating, I mean orally, but also uh, in writing, uh, being able to write, to use proper English grammar, to be able to spell. Let, let's say you're going to go look for a job and you're just out of high school. And you walk in, even if it's just to like McDonald's or maybe you want to work at Kohl's or, or some other place that you need to fill out an application. And you know, the person doing the hiring looks at your application and there's misspelled words on that application. Not or let, good, not good. You know, or during your interview, they can't understand a word you're saying uh, because you don't know how to speak well. Uh, you know the the point of part of the point of an education. I mean, I think it's important to have a good, well-rounded education, regardless of what you end up doing for a job. But it can certainly enhance your ability to get a decent job if you're able to communicate. Absolutely. If, if you're if you have that possibility, see. I used to do some online courses in uh, English writing for Judson. It was uh, two different classes that I taught, probably 
two years worth, two, maybe three, I don't remember for sure. But uh, the the reason, the main reason I finally ended quitting doing that, had one girl submit a five-page persuasive essay with 63 first-person singular pronouns. Now, if... Uh, How many pages? Five-page 63 so well, it's over, over that's like that's like okay. 12 a page and and more wow. and the thing is that's one of the first things that you learn in English grammar is you avoid first person singular pronouns uh because you're the author of the paper so we know those who read this paper know that you wrote the paper. You don't need to go, I, 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 me, 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 my, 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 so much. I mean, it's it's one of my yeah, pet peeves. I'm laughing because Bob's looking at me like, this is funny, yeah. It is, I but mean, it's not, it is and it isn't. Yeah, well, and it's, it's, really, it's really rather uh, frustrating to do that. I took the time and rewrote this paper, did not use a single first-person singular pronoun, and it said the same thing. You are very good at, at helping people see how to do things better on their papers. Well, I, think. I yeah. try to be anyway. Yes, you're very so. patient. Well, that's... That was the straw the that broke the camel's back. <laughs> Actually, it was more than a straw. It was like a ton of bricks. <laughs> the least well, it felt that way. But, but you know... I, I still, I mean, content is the main thing. But even you know, we have for the major work for the the five page paper that was worth twenty five points in the and the uh, presentation in class five to ten minute presentation in class that's worth twenty points. We have grading rubrics set up that part of the points that you get are for your use of the English language. And uh, and often that's where people lose points. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate that they come to a college without being able to do that. They should get that in high school. Or, yeah. They should get that in middle school. <laughs> they should get that in grade school. But a lot of people, for whatever reason, they don't get that. And that's probably a topic for a whole nother show. Because I know, I have a strong you know inclination as to why, uh, well, mainly grammar is not being taught today in public schools anyway. I'm, I'm hoping it still is in private schools, and certainly it is in homeschooling situations. But anyway, well, I was going to say if you you know throughout life you're going to be turning in paperwork or job applications or whatnot, and if your penmanship is neat whether it's printed or cursive, manuscript or cursive, but if it's if it's neat, neatly written, proper grammar and proper spelling, and you're friendly in your face-to-face portion, you, I think that's almost more important than a lot of education. You can have a lot of education if those things are bad. I, I'd rather hire the person that's neat and friendly than the person that's and and comes across that they can spell and write and all that, you know. Yeah. I well, think major. The, the thing I do too, that the, of course, most 
even now, you, you know, you can do applications online. So it's going to be typing, but more so than the handwriting. But the thing is, because, yeah, everything they turn into me is typed on the computer and it's submitted that way. And But it's it's really, when it, when I can't figure out what a sentence is saying, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... And you try. I know that you try. You don't just give up easily and write people off. You really do try. Yeah. And when... Well, and when when a sentence goes for four or five lines, I mean, you know, the Apostle Paul did that, but... Well, that was in Greek, so that's a whole different thing. But, you know, yeah, when we translate the Apostle Paul, we don't do that. We... Use shorter sentences and stuff. But anyway, so we're getting off into a subject that is, like I said, something we could probably spend a whole show on. But uh, Or a whole class, a yeah. whole semester. Yeah, well, yeah. Just kidding. Okay. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, please, 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 you know, check out going back to school. If you think this is the direction you want to go uh, from a Christian perspective, if you feel that God is calling you to do that, Look into it. If God wants you to be there, he'll make it happen. And uh, that's uh, just going by faith in that. And we did that one. That he'll do that. We, we did, probably it. did it. More we had once. two kids. We moved back to the seminary. It was a, an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I think well, I'm done. Are you? I'm done. Thank you very much, <clears throat> Ray, honey doing this interview today and thank you Bob for facilitating us and being so faithful and doing all the technical work there that needs to be done. I will turn it back over to you. Thank you. All right, Annette. Good listeners, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, in Radio Land, uh, Internet Radio Land, uh, you have been listening to uh, Being Christ in the City uh, with Ray Jewell and uh, Helping him out tonight, uh, interviewing Ray, has, has been Annette Jewell. Uh, we are at 321 East Milwaukee Street at the My Office JBL building, where our home studio is for Janesville Community Radio. And with that, uh, we'll see you all again next week, um, Thursday night, about 6 o'clock, uh, for Being Christ in the City. And we want to thank everybody for listening, listening in out there. Uh, we're going to end the show with a little music by gospel singer Sherry Norquay. Good night, everybody. on you.